Hello, and welcome to the Beautifully Aligned Podcast. If you are new here and I have yet to record an intro, I promise I will do that. But this podcast is all about living your most beautifully aligned life. What does that mean? It means up-leveling. It means diving into self-growth topics. And my goal on this podcast is to really help you see the infinite potential in yourself. So I not only share mindset stuff, self-growth on the inside, but also sharing outer our outer world and how that can impact us, like our style, beauty, self-image. So this is a fun podcast, and I hope you'll stick around if you are new. And with that, let's get into today's topic. Today's episode was inspired by a couple of different things that I will get into, but it is the downsides or negatives of personal development. I don't love using the word negative. I don't like to be negative. Yes, I like to be real and honest and upfront with myself and clients, but I don't love the word negative. So let's use downside. So the downsides of personal development and growing as human beings. So where did this idea come from? A couple things. First being, and this is kind of an interesting way to announce this, but if you don't follow me on Instagram, I announced last week that I am pregnant with my second baby. So excited. We don't know what it is. We're keeping it a surprise. So don't know if it's a boy or a girl, which I've heard is like the best surprise ever. It has been really hard not to know, but I'm really looking forward to the surprise. But with this pregnancy, my okay, so my first pregnancy was very, very smooth, all things considered. I had just a really easy pregnancy. I would forget I was even pregnant. I was working out the entire 40 weeks, really. I never stopped exercising. I felt pretty good other than a few weeks there in the first trimester. And this time has been different. So without getting into like the super nitty gritty details, you can follow me on Instagram. I did save, I talked about what's going on. There's a highlight called placenta previa. That is what I'm dealing with um, on Instagram. So if you want to go check that out, feel free and that's that. So anyway, at 17 weeks, I found out that I have placenta previa. So I am considered high risk and I have not been able to exercise. I'm on pelvic rest. So really taking it easy physically, which is not easy for me. It does not come naturally to me. I like to be on the go. I like my morning workouts. Again, if you follow me on Instagram and you follow my Instagram stories, I was sharing my workouts almost every single morning 
And that has come to a very abrupt halt. So hoping that this um, placenta previa resolves itself, which it sounds like it might, and I'll be checked out in a couple of weeks for that. But when I found out about this diagnosis, I joined a couple of Facebook groups because this condition is kind of rare. It's very rare. And I just wanted to see what other people were or are experiencing, how their births went, all of that. So I joined a couple of groups. And what I'm getting at here is where this topic came from. So what I notice in a lot of the posts is major um, negativity, like doomsday, just the world is ending kind of thing. And I'm not at all minimizing anyone's experience and feelings with this. However, I've noticed and as a result of my own personal development and self-growth, that there are different kinds of people, right? So some people in these groups are very, very positive and just, you know, taking it day by day, listening to their doctor and keeping a positive mindset. Some go on and on and on about how they don't know whether they should even celebrate their pregnancy because they're living in fear or complaining about not having the the help that they need and how hard it is and and not really looking for solutions. So I've just made this, I've just noticed this. And I noticed with myself when I was diagnosed, I had one, it wasn't even a day. It was a few hours. And again, I'm not minimizing anyone's experience with any sort of health thing because it can be scary. But I accredit my my self-awareness and my positivity to my self-growth journey. So what happened with me when I was diagnosed, I cried for a couple of minutes. I was scared. I was living in a little bit of fear for like eight hours. And then I said, you know what? I am going to be positive. I'm going to tap into prayer, um, manifestation, meditation, and I'm going to spin this around. And that's what I've done. So it has been a couple of months now, or a little under a couple of months since I was diagnosed, and I'm feeling so good, so positive. And when some people say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes, they have compassion for me, which I appreciate, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm feeling positive and it is what it is. And I, I'm also growing from this experience, just mentally, physically, all of the things. So I'm seeing it as a positive, but I did see, and as I said, in those groups, the downsides of self-growth is noticing these things and these patterns and, and being awake to others' negativity. So that's one 
example of where the idea for this topic came up. The other place was from a client that I am currently working with, a coaching client, and she is, or she has massively in the last, we've been working together about six months, massively up-leveled her life in like more than five ways, which is huge. So many of areas of her life are growing in the direction that she desired when she came to work with me. And she's seeing just huge strides in six months. And I love that for her. And that is why I love coaching because we can make really fast changes if that's what's desired. But what she's noticed is that a couple of her family members she's really noticing are just not, I don't want to say not at the same level as her, but she's noticing some some lack of connection due to her personal development. So that was kind of a long way of explaining the context as to why I'm talking about this today. And I'm sure if you are going through a self-growth journey or you have in the past that maybe you've noticed some of these things as well. So I'm going to share with you what some of these downsides are and then how to start working through them. And first and foremost, it can be really scary. If you say you have not started or begun your self-growth journey, but you want to, a lot of people, when they come to coaching, and I'm going to speak for the clients that I have personally worked with, but also with myself, is that the word that many people use is stuck. They feel stuck. Like, I don't know what direction to go in. I don't know what I want to do with my career. I don't like they just feel stuck in all these areas, or maybe it's one area and then it impacts many other areas of their life. So what happens in coaching when you work with me specifically is that I send out a a form to fill out where you basically rate all of these different areas. I give you all of the areas of, of your life and you rate them and then we talk about them and why we rated them that way. And then the very first step is to get clear on where you are in your in your journey and where you want to go. And then we develop goals. And part of that is getting very very real and raw and honest, which it can hurt. It is not easy to shine a flashlight on these things that keep us stuck, our limiting beliefs, our fears, things we've done, you know, decisions we've made, whatever it is, but we have to shine that light first to build a foundation and then we can move on to self-growth. And then we start working on goals from there and how the client wants to grow. And I'm not the one to develop these goals. I will support you in creating them and achieving them, but they are not mine They are yours to build, and I am here to help you. 
And one thing I want to say, another thing I've noticed is some people feel like they're late to the party on self-growth. Maybe it's I'm working with a mom who has older kids and she's spent years being a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife. And now the kids are out of the house and it's like, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? Who am I? Like I've been serving these kids for all these years, or maybe it's in retirement is when some people choose or discover the stuckness and want to go through a a self-growth journey. Other clients that I've worked with are much younger and they haven't been married yet. They're just starting to, they're in their career and they're new in their career, but are thinking, oh, this isn't right for me. What do I want? So it is never too late. You can make the decision right now in this moment, regardless of where you're at in life, and make that decision to up-level, to make a change. Who is it that you desire to be? What is your purpose? Create that purpose. You create yourself. And like I said, if you are looking to do this, you first have to take a really hard look at where you're coming from. That's part of the self-growth journey. And and then where you want to go. So getting into the very first downside, quote unquote, downside of your self-growth journey. So from personal experience and with my clients, I have seen that something that evolves out of self-development is that your standards are going to change. Now we can look at that. There are definitely positives of your standards changing, but there are also downsides of your standards changing. So when you are awake, I really like that word awake. I feel like for me, that feels really true. I previously feel like I was, I don't want to say like sleepwalking, but just not as awake. I don't know how else to describe it. Just so self-aware, so aware of my desires and who I am. And I was not before. So it was like I was asleep, but just kind of like going on with life, doing what I was quote unquote supposed to do, hanging out with the people I was supposed to hang out with in the job I was supposed to have, you know what I mean, just kind of on autopilot. That's a great word to use is living in autopilot and not challenging myself. And then I went through this self-growth journey. We're always growing, hopefully, right? Because if we're not growing, we're dying. But when I went into this supercharged self-growth, self-development journey for myself, I really, really woke up And my standards changed for everything in all areas of life. Things that were okay with me before were no longer okay with me. One example was um, my job. I was in corporate life, but I knew for a long time, like I had this nagging um, thought in the back of my head that it wasn't for me, the nine to five life. 
was not for me, but I was kind of in, it was like one foot in, one foot out. I was in autopilot because I was scared to make the leap. But once I was over that mountain of just knowing exactly what I wanted and desired and expected of myself and others, I left. I had to leave. Like it just wasn't going to work. So I left. I left the job. I left the income, which comes with its own set of of challenges. And luckily, I'm lucky enough to have done that. But I'm just giving you an example here of your standards will change. Another big one around standards is that your expectations and your standards of what you expect of other people around you is going to change. And that can be a very hard pill to swallow. And that is kind of where my client that I mentioned is coming from now is that she's outgrowing certain family members specifically, but it doesn't have to be a family member. It can be um, a partner, a friend, a coworker, a boss, in any capacity, anyone that we are interacting with on a daily, weekly, whatever basis is that when you have higher standards of yourself and you have this self-worth that was lower before and now it's up here, we expect that others are going to treat us in that way that we we think of ourselves and we have self-worth and we have hopefully a higher self-worth as we are growing. But some people stay down here while we evolve. And that can be very, very frustrating. And I just want to say that you cannot force this self-growth journey on anyone else, whether that is your spouse, a family member, a friend. You can wish for it all day long, but really it's just the work we do on ourselves. And forcing it, it's not going to happen. So an example of maybe you changing and your spouse not changing and it being really frustrating is say you lived a really sedentary life. You work at a desk all day um, and then you come home and you just chill and watch TV and have dinner with your spouse. And that's been your routine. But in your self-development journey, you want to get healthier. You want to start eating better. You want to up your fitness game. And so your whole routine changes and therefore your identity changes around this routine and your habits. But your spouse is still in that place where they are wanting to eat fast food every day or you know whatever, eat unhealthy, eat the meals you were previously eating and sitting on the couch. And that can be very frustrating for somebody who is now wanting and living out their desire of a healthier life. And they are becoming a healthy person. And they are a healthy person who practices these these fitness activities and eating healthier. And you're building, building, building. But the person right beside you you're finding maybe is not compatible and doesn't want change. And that's okay. It happens all the time. And it is 
It can be very devastating. It can be frustrating. It can cause a disconnect. And in this case, maybe it's time for outside help, whether it's coaching for you or therapy, couples counseling, whatever. It gets really, really tricky. So I just want to say that. Sometimes when clients are up-leveling, they're seeing these changes, they're growing immensely, they feel like they're judging other people, whether it's a spouse, family member, friends, for not enjoying the same things or just not connecting at the same level. But think about whether you're truly judging or if you're just finding that maybe there's not that compatibility there anymore. It's probably the compatibility piece and we can coach around the judgment and figuring out the kind of the discrepancies between those. Maybe before you were into going out for drinks and going out for bites to eat and shopping, but now you're into health and wellness, more connection, spirituality. It's just different. And hopefully there's not judgment there, just a realization that maybe the compatibility is a factor and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Self-growth and self-development, that's exactly what it looks like. And that's why it can be hard. Personal development can also be very lonely. It can be very isolating, which is incredibly difficult, frustrating, etc. You've probably heard the phrase, the extra mile is not crowded or the extra mile, going the extra mile is lonely. And that is 100% true. So if you are in this position, please give yourself grace. I know it is lonely. We grow from being resilient. We grow from these hard lessons that we learn throughout our journey. So don't beat yourself up if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling isolated. I also see moms really experience this in their self-growth journey, especially new moms. It can feel so isolating as you are mothering a small child and also going through a self-growth journey. And becoming a mom is a self-growth journey in and of itself. We're learning so much about ourselves about our family and it's it's new, it's challenging and it's all of the things. I've been through it. So we don't grow through living the status quo, just living on autopilot. Now we're going to get into a couple of solutions for everything that we've just gone over. If you're like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I'm feeling all of this. I'm feeling like I'm not connecting, I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling isolated, I'm feeling stuck as I'm going through this self-growth journey, I've got you. Okay, so a couple of things. First thing is boundary setting. So boundary setting, I've noticed in coaching, can be very confusing for people. And what it is, it's a big word, and I fully support it, and I'm here to coach you through boundary setting if you are one of my clients. Healthy boundaries. So what do I mean? We need boundaries with ourselves. And usually as your expectations of yourself and your standards 
of yourself are increasing and growing, you will naturally develop boundaries. What do I mean by that? For example, with the nutrition and fitness example, maybe you have created boundaries around what you will and will not purchase at the grocery store to eat, and you know your limits. So I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat this. It's a boundary we have set for ourselves. Now, we also create boundaries for others. And this is where it can get hard because many times those that do not have boundaries that we're interacting with make it more difficult for us who we do have boundaries to start laying down those boundaries. And this is not a negative thing. So many times boundaries are met with, ooh, I don't want to upset anyone. You know, I'm going in one direction and this person's not moving with me and I have to lay down the law. No, it's it does not have to be like that. There are just healthy boundaries that can be set into place. So that is the first thing is boundaries. We could do a whole episode on boundaries. So boundary setting is huge. It is there for us as a tool, both for ourselves as our standards increase for ourselves, but also for others and what we will no longer tolerate. I will say boundaries, they don't have really anything to do with like telling the other person, I'm not going to do this. It's more, you know... If this happens, I will do this. That's just an example. So it's all about you and what you choose for yourself as long as, you know, you're keeping yourself and others around you safe and healthy. So that's boundaries. My second tip is to add more to your life of these high standard things, people, specifically right now I'm thinking about people. So Add people to your life who are on the same path as you, who have similar goals, who have similar desires. Put yourself in rooms with people who meet your maybe new interests. Say it's fitness. I keep going to fitness. Maybe you can meet people at a gym, at a gym class or a fitness class, at a cooking event. Think about the things that you have made changes to in your life and where can you find people in those areas? So add to your life. That doesn't mean dump out the old people in your life or dump your spouse. I'm not saying that at all, but just add more and you will see that it will feel less lonely. There's more connection there. So those are my tips. This was a huge topic and we could go down so many like rabbit holes and create so many more podcast episodes around these things like boundaries and standards and how do we increase those and what does that look like and all of these things. So let me know if anything specifically stood out to you, if you want me to dive into any of these topics. I'm really curious to know where you are at with your own self-growth. Do you find it a struggle with friendships, other relationships in your life? Are you seeing a disconnect anywhere with anyone or anything? I would love to know. So 
please, you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to chat. You can email me. I just love to have a conversation. So let me know. I hope that you enjoyed this episode today. If you did, I would love if you would share it with somebody who you think it might be useful for. And if you really loved it, I would love if you could give me a five-star review on iTunes. That helps me grow. That helps this podcast be exposed to more people. So I would be so grateful. It takes like five seconds to leave a five-star rating. So with that, thank you so much for being here today. I'm always so happy when you are able to join me. And with that, I will chat with you next week.